Hello everyone and welcome back to Game Closet Chats. My name is Adam. And I'm Bianca. And sleeping so adorably next to us is Tiger. <laughs> Maybe we should start with that big news. Yes. Oh my gosh. You you go for you. You. <laughs> <laughs> we are getting a new co-host to join Tiger and Bianca and I. We're getting a new kitty. Yay. Picking him up today. I want to thank everybody who participated in our little shout out on Twitter for what to name. There were so many kitten. good ones. <laughs> we had a lot of good suggestions. Shout out for Meowple. I really liked. <laughs> but in the end, we decided to go with something outside of the board game realm. A favorite show of ours, What We Do in the Shadows. Mm -hmm. What We Do in the Shadows. In the Shadows. It's a fantastic show. We won't talk too much about it, but that's where we got our name. So the new kitten will be Laszlo. Laszlo! And we're very excited to have him. So you may be hearing from him very shortly. We don't know how vocal <laughs> he'll be. So this week, we like to travel. Yes. We, in years that aren't shut down, like to do a <laughs> lot of conventions. Mm-hmm. We table at conventions, do Artist Alley stuff there. Bianca is a fantastic artist. Thank you. And so we do spend a fair amount of time at hotels and traveling. And just this past weekend, we mm -hmm. socially distanced traveled and had a, a nice weekend and stayed at a hotel. So we thought it might be a good time to talk about small games, games that kind of travel well. Should we bring this game or that game knowing that we're going to have limited space to play them on. Limited space and just the two of us. So things that work with just the two of us because we are, I mean, it is just the both of us traveling. So games that fit on cafe size tables and that both of us can play and without having to have a lot of setup, without a lot of breakdown. Yeah, so we experimented with that a little bit this weekend. It was great. It was really nice to have that chance to explore some of the smaller games. We don't tend to play smaller two-player games. Not usually, not at home. We, yeah, our bigger games just because those take so much setup and we just don't get to play them as often. I feel like we probably gravitate towards those more. They're um, usually more complex, maybe a little mm -hmm. more satisfying. Mm -hmm. Let's start with some games that maybe you think you want to bring and play, but won't fit on the small table. So the first one that comes to mind for us is Lotus. Yes, I really like Lotus. I'm also, I just like flowers, so. It's a great flower <laughs> game. It's a beautiful game. Beautiful game. Um, a little deceptive because it's just cards. Um, you each get a set of cards and then there's an extra set of cards out in the middle of the deck that anyone can draw from. And then it's like, oh, well, we're just putting decks of cards on the table, but really all those cards are are being turned into flowers. And so you have some flowers, I think the most is seven, right? Seven cards you put together to make seven. a flower. So I seven. Think so. I think in the a, lotus is seven, yes. In a big wheel... And if you have that one out, and then a five out, and a four out, I mean, that's a lot of space that they each individually have to take up. And, you know, nothing says you can't have more than three flowers out there. Right. So you, you you could potentially have one of each flower out right. there. So if you don't know this game, you are 
It's it's set collection with a little bit of a twist in that you are making your set out in front of everyone and in public and you are completing making these flowers where you angle your cards and stack them together in basically a circle. And it takes a lot of room, especially because it can be a little bit fiddly and you don't want them shoved up next to each other. And so, yeah, it, it's fiddly and you, I mean, you could potentially stack them up, but then you need to see, you need, you kind of need to see each of the cards because it depends if you're playing it from your own deck it has your own symbol on it. You need to see how many of each of the petals are, have been put down because that's important. Yeah, stacking them, it's a good idea. I've actually never even thought of us doing that. But it, it would be just harder. You do need to be able to plan for the how many petals are already out there, how many can you add until you pick them up. So Lotus is a fine game. We have played it three-player at a restaurant, and there just wasn't enough room. It, no. That was a, a four-top table at, mm-hmm. like, an Applebee's. So, Lotus, fine game. I wouldn't bring it to play, Mm-mm. though. And this one isn't really a two-player game, at least not one that we've played, but Roadhog is another kind of small box game. Deceptive, again. It is, Looks- although it's, it's tile-laying, so you might might know that you're in trouble when you open it and, and think about it. But <laughs> it's a smaller box, and again, it's just cards. It's um, cards, and there's lots of little pieces, and a fair stack of of the road tiles. And I, I guess you could, you don't have to put that many road tiles out, but then that's just that really just defeats the purpose of the game, to have right. a short track. Really, because I think you play with almost all of them, yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head how many it is, I can't remember but it's how many like there five are. or seven. Yeah. It's it's a fairly long track, and again, like you said, I think a short track just wouldn't make sense. You you would just be done. Mm-hmm. So that that's a small one that I wouldn't necessarily recommend you bring to the table. Especially not if you're going to play at a cafe or a restaurant. Right. Um, if you're going to play in, in your hotel room, sure. But it, yeah, there's setup, lots of little tiny parts, you have cards, and you just need space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One that we've played out and at restaurant and with friends is Code Names. It's another just having cards. That one's a little bit deceptive too, though, and you have to lay out the grid. And it's nice to be able, it's nice to be close to it so you can see everything. But you have a little bit of hidden information mm-hmm. that two people need to see and two people can't see. So that one is a little bit difficult, I think, to play out. Certainly not with two players either, although they do have the duets or whatever it's called. Yeah, uh, agreed. Another, it's a, a game with a small box and you just think, oh, it's just cards. But then you need the space for the grid and everyone needs to be able to see it. And if you're trying to give each other clues... And you're in a restaurant or a cafe, it could just be loud. That's, and that's true. And, and the communication is a little bit of that. What about Bang? We played... We didn't play it this time around, obviously. It was just the two of us. But we played it before in the past with um, other couples. With a small table? I don't remember doing it at a small table. Oh, um... That's what I mean. Oh, with a small table? 
No, we've played at your parents' house, which is a kitchen table. And then we played at our local game store, and that's just a regular big card table. But would, do you think it would work around a small table? Um. Well, I guess not, because you need five people. Well, you need, yeah, it, it doesn't work five, with... But... And you've... There's a lot of cards that you're putting down, too. Um, and then if you're using the bullets, those are tiny little fiddly pieces that need to stay on your card. And you have your cards that stay on your card. So, you know, if you're trying to play at a cafe and you have drinks or any sort of plates, it's just going to be hard to play it around all of those. Yeah, I think at least for most of the purposes of these games, we'll consider them that you don't have forks and plates and utensils around. Because we didn't. We we would eat and then play. That's true. So. Yeah. Yeah, bang. I didn't consider yet more people. Any of the social deduction games, more people. Yeah. So even, even barring the fact that you're traveling probably not with five people, it's hard to huddle around a small space. What do you think about Sushi Go? The original Sushi Go. Ooh. Which is just... Which is in a... We we currently have the deluxe version. Is it sushi that sushi party? Sushi party. We have yeah. the sushi party. We used to have sushi go the small box, um, and that's another one. That's it's. I really it's just a single deck of cards, and then everyone has a hand. I think that could, that's doable for sure around a small. That one's actually. I would say while you're eating, you could get to that. That's true because you just play them in front of you, and then you kind of stack them when the round is done. Except for, what, your desserts or something you keep. The desserts you keep. Um, hmm. Works on a small table. You just need... Sushi Go would work. A good one, yeah. So since we're maybe transitioning a little into what would work, some that came to mind for me that we have is Timeline. Ooh. Which we don't play a lot of, but there's Timeline and what was the other one? Is it Animal Line? Is that what it's called? Uh... Yeah, we have the animal one, and then we have the history one. Right. I don't know if they're both called Timeline, but they're the same, basically the same game, where you're just playing cards in between other cards, depending on the stats that you're looking for. So it's like, I think that a rabbit is bigger than a cricket and smaller than an eagle mm -hmm. type of game. A lot of fun. Really enjoy Timeline. I have a lot. That, that's a good... Uh... That's a good, like, gateway game for kids. Oh, absolutely. Great family. Family game. game. Everyone, I think you get a handful of cards. It's been a while since we played that yes. one. But you get, you just get a handful of cards, and you're just playing them in the middle. So you don't have to have, like, a tableau or anything in front of you. Because you're only playing one card each to the middle of the table. Yeah, I think so that one actually would work really well. Timeline is great. It's a little bit of a cheat because it's just cards. But we've talked about games that were just cards, <laughs> like Lotus. But Hanabi yes. is is good one. Not for two players, I don't think. I don't know that we could play two players. I guess you could. I guess you could. It's definitely would might... be easier because <laughs> the challenge of that game sometimes is remembering the mm -hmm. information you were given. So when it's coming a little bit more quickly paced, yes. then it would be easier. The only my only hesitation with that is that you have to have the stacks for each color. Oh, you're right. You're and so right. you would have to have space for, I think it's blue, green, yellow, red, and white. So that's five different stacks of cards you have to have, plus the deck, plus your hand of cards. 
Yeah, that's true. It might get a little unwieldy on a on a small enough table. Yeah, that's a good point. I Regular restaurant that. table, like a uh, four top, I think it would work fine. Right. But when you get down to like the little tiny cafe size, yeah. probably not so much. Yeah. What other small games do we have that we might discuss? I know we have The Mind, but you haven't played I that. I haven't played that one. And that one, would it's similar to Hanabi in that it's just cards. And so in the game, everyone has a hand of cards. But unlike Hanabi where it's different decks, you're playing on the same stack. So um, that one might be a little more manageable. That sounds manageable. The other one that I really love and we've played with my mom before, um, Roll For It. Oh, yeah, Roll For It's fantastic. Great, small game. So, Roll For It is everyone gets six dice. You're rolling those dice. So you do have to have a little bit of space to roll those dice. Especially if you're your sister. <laughs> and they go all over the table. <laughs> um, but you can be, you know, reserved about your rolling. You could... You certainly need to be. You, yeah. You're not tossing them across the table you could be rolling a couple at a time and then there's cards in the middle of the table that just show you know the required dice in order to claim it so it might have um, the dice face for a six a five and a one and you end up rolling those so then you put those dice on that card those dice are used and you get that card and the points attached to it so i mean it's a pretty clean game all by itself sure one thing i would say about nearly every game we've mentioned is and talked about it a little bit at the beginning there's not a lot of complexity not a lot of depth yes and that's usually just going to be the case with a smaller game so something else we wanted to do was bring some games that maybe not be thought of as small games mm -hmm. and or at least medium games they are so in that category of not really a small game. We brought Raptor. Mm -hmm. Now, Raptor is just a two-player game. So a lot of people might think of it and say, oh, that is a small game. But maybe Roadhog is a good example here where you have six tiles you lay out. So in Roadhog, you might put out seven. So it might seem like it's the same. But you're not trying to create a track mm -hmm. with Raptor. It's just a middle board that's maybe six inches by 18 inches. Yeah, they're small maybe. square tiles. Right. Yeah. And so we played that. And what did you think? I have a love-hate for Raptor. Well, before we talk about the game itself, I guess. <laughs> but I in let, context, let me, let me, let me. In context of fitting on the table. Yes. Okay. Yes. Raptor fits on the table. You have a small board in front of you. And then, yeah, the board that you play on which is just a six tiles and then you have a deck of cards pretty clean all by itself you you're playing relatively quickly so the cards that you're putting down are getting discarded so you're not having to worry about cards like hanging out there being fiddly and stuff and then you've just got the tiny little figures which sit on the board itself i think i think it was perfect i mean we played on a cafe a little cafe sized table and it fit just fine me and you across from each other. So I think it's definitely a go for bringing that one along. Definitely so. And it has a depth of strategy to it 
that I don't think any of the other games so far we've talked about do. It's a game that doesn't have a lot of reserve pieces, Mm -hmm. so that's good. But there are some. So you're edging out of that, I'm playing with every component, Mm -hmm. to I'm holding some back. But it's a small amount, and it's very manageable, I agree. So now that we've talked about that, what about the game itself? (laughs) Why do you laugh? I, I have a love hate for this game. I love the art. I love the theming because it's dinosaurs. I struggle with the strategy part of it. And I think we hit the nail on the head when we were talking about it this weekend in that the objectives change almost constantly. And that's something that I know that I struggle with because, well, you know how I play games. It's like I got a goal and I'm working towards that goal. But in Raptor, it's like, okay, I have this goal that I'm working towards and then something happens and it's like, okay, that goal is no longer valid anymore. And so now I have to pick a new goal. And I'm not always sure that the goal I pick is the right one. And so there's just a lot of uncertainty. And so then I get lost pretty easily when playing Raptor. I, I do love, I like the, the style of, it's a little bit like war, like playing, you know, yeah, playing the yeah. card against each other. Like, what is my opponent going to play? I don't know. And then getting like, getting kind of thinky about that. But then sometimes it just goes round after round after round. And I never get to play the card that I want to play. And so that gets a little bit frustrating. Yeah. Mechanically, I do enjoy that. You play a card. I play a card. One person gets the action on the card. The other person gets action points. And so actions on the card are very specific. But action points, you can spend to do different things. But you can't do... The action on the card is always better than the action points. But there's some things you can do with action points you can't do with the actions on the cards. So it gets to a point where you're playing defensively with your cards. You know you have to have to almost sacrifice cards so that the other person doesn't get any action points. And it can be a little bit of a luck of the draw towards the end when you're just playing cards, trying to trying to move through your hand to get to the card you need. Yeah, I definitely feel that there's a point in which the game turns and then... I'm just trying to play the cards as fast as I can to get to the next cards. Because it's like, all right, well, I'll play this card. And if I get it, then awesome. If I don't, then I'll get some action points. But I really, yeah, there's definitely points in the game where it's like, I really need this action on this card. Because that's what will help me get to the next step of my plan. And But a lot of times it doesn't work out that way. <laughs> so then I have to redo everything that I was thinking. <laughs> So for a recap, you beat me when you were the scientists. Mm-hmm. I guess I beat you. You beat me as the scientist. As the scientist. But it wasn't a blowout. It was pretty darn close. I think you felt like it was, but you really only needed to... Yeah, if you had gotten the action points you needed before I got them that I needed, I think it would have been over. Yes. The other way. It was... Yeah, I needed like... <laughs> I needed... Like, one more action point to do what I needed to do 
but then I just couldn't get it because I just couldn't get the cards to play right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, ah, at this point, you just need one action point to capture that last baby and that's it. Right. And it's a quick game. It's a 30 minute, maybe. Yeah. If you're going quick, it's probably 20 minutes and you'll want to play probably two out of three or something. Mm-hmm. So even with that element of thinkiness to it, it's still faster than Lotus. Like Lotus can be fairly long. Lotus, if yeah. People are thinking, taking too long to decide. So Raptor was good. Raptor fit. It's a fun game. It's a strategy, mm-hmm. tactical. You know, in there making decisions in the moment game. And I think it's it's a higher skill level game. Yeah, it has that depth to it that a lot of you know like roll for it where you just roll right. on dice and hope and the luck yeah. of the draw there is yeah much more it is a lot a lot of cat and mouse yeah it's moving from the social game to the i don't want to say like real gaming it's just but, like a tabletop right like more a, yeah. yeah moving into that era mm-hmm. so the second one we brought which is a bigger box has a more components was mm-hmm. Bob Ross, The Art of Chill. Yes! (laughs) Which we love. Just flat out, we enjoy playing it. When I bought the game, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was a Target exclusive. Mm -hmm. I don't remember how I heard about it. It was more for a laugh, for a gag. Uh, At the time, there was kind of a a running theme with me and my mom. With the happy little trees. With the happy little trees <laughs> and a card, a particular card from Dixit, which we will have to talk about soon, oh, yes, potentially yes. with my mom. Mm-hmm. So Bob Ross, The Art of Chill, we bought it and just really enjoyed this game. We played it with friends several times with parents and other than one mechanic that some people who who just don't play a lot of games really had a hard time grasping which was like you're you're mixing your paint on your palette you can't just it's not just a place to store your cards you're Mm -hmm. actually putting the paint together so you can't separate it once it's on your palette i love all the components the i the cards are just nice and clean it's they're not hard to understand you know it's not you're painting there's not a lot of words (laughs) and you're painting and it's it's really the the whole goal is to be the most chill. And that pursuit of chill is, it's so, it's so great. It's like literally the last space. Is, I don't remember what it says now, but it's, it's like chill. chill. You, know, you have achieved that. The reason why I would want to talk about this and we brought this in, it's different than Raptor. It doesn't necessarily have that more strategic thinking or having to cat and mouse with your opponent. It's your basic set collection. But it does have a lot more parts. It's got the easel. It's got the scoreboard. It's got... Well, part of the scoreboard is your bonus points. Several rows of cards. You have a deck. I have a deck. Or a hand. Mm -hmm. You have a palette you're putting paint on. I have a palette you're putting paint on. And I kind of had my doubts that it would fit. (laughs) And you're rolling a dice. And you're rolling a dice. So... I think, though, it's like... Everything has a place... It's not like it's not like Roadhog where you know you're taking the cars off or you've got all these reserve of things that are just kind of sitting off to the side waiting to be used. Everything that you put out, you're more than likely going to be interacting with. And even though we played on, you know, a little cafe table, 
we could have probably even made it smaller. Like we had the easel up with the uh, painting and the little bob marker. We didn't have to have the easel. Like that could have just been sitting on the side of the table and we could just be looking at it that way. I think it actually um, takes up less room on the easel. Oh, I guess so. Because just, it's vertical. We had it like halfway between the two tables that we were Yeah, but we with. could have easily scrunched it onto the table. That's true. And it wouldn't even have been scrunching it. It, it would have just fit. Yeah. So, so that's a good example. It's a game we really enjoy. It's a game that isn't too difficult, not hard to play, easy rule set, nice clean mechanics. It makes sense when you're playing it. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's maybe a little tacked on for me is that you're trying to to paint it before Bob does. Like, I realize there has to be a way to do that, but I don't know how I feel about that particular piece of it. Although, it could be and probably is a nod to the fact that he whips these paintings out, or used to, in like 20 minutes, 25 right. minutes. So maybe that is it. You're just trying to go fast. But it really didn't take us that long to play the game. No. Especially with, if you, you know, we say it's a simple game, I mean, but you could play a little bit on the on the you know defensive like oh i know my the other person is painting this paint this this part of the painting i'm gonna wash all the paints because i know that there's paints there true that so there's like a little bit of that it, it has an edge of that yeah but for the most part it's, it's just sort of fun it's a good opposite to a lot of those like crunchier it's a good family game yeah it's a good family game it's a great family game i think that was a great choice. I'm glad that it worked out. We didn't really know that it would. The other games that we might want to just hit on real quick that we didn't bring with because we just know they work mm -hmm. is games like Star Realms. Hero Realms is the same thing if you want to play that. Star Realms is... I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but it was kind of an introduction to deck building or more intense deck building. Great two-player game. Although, if we were playing with the play mat and all those cards, it wouldn't fit on a cafe table. No, it's and also we just you'd have to think about like you're playing the bases down, and so like you have to keep track of those, and you also have to keep track of your health points, well, and that's so true. and the biro and the biro and the scrap, which which would not be as as difficult on like a four top, right? On a cafe size. It gets a little bit harder. That's true. That It might not be quite so good for that, now that I think about it. We played it on the cruise, and I think we played it on those four top. We probably did. I remember playing it. I don't remember what we played it on. I know we played it in the pub, and I know that that was like a four top. Oh, yeah. For um, sure. So, for sure it fits there. But I think on the cafe, then you might just like figure something else out with the hit points sort of thing because that's just a lot of cards to also keep track of on top they do of. have the counter app now, yeah so, so you could always do that you would just slim it down that way right so there's a lot of great games out there two player and other that you can bring with you when you're traveling we just wanted to go over some that we enjoyed bob ross was the first time we played two players and really i thought it was great it was just as fun if not more than playing with more players some games you might not want to bring because they're too big, like Lotus mm -hmm. and Roadhog and Code Names and things like that. 
even I'm just going to throw this here in here at the end. We'll get a few minutes discussion on it. What about dinosaur tea party? Comes oh. in a tiny little box, <laughs> but there's no way because you have to set up the grid. Oh, it's huge! It's yeah. all of those. It's huge. It's, I can't even remember how many dinosaurs there are, but there it's like a giant grid. Yep. And then you have a little board. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to talk in a fancy <laughs> accent and be very be. polite. <laughs> So we could go to a, a, a tea house and play if they had a giant. I don't know if uh, they would appreciate table. that. <laughs> yes, they they might not. Um, the one that we didn't mention that I actually don't think would work is Bear Park. Oh right, we brought Bear Park. Or We're gonna try Baron it. Park. Baron Park and didn't. But I think you're right. I think we would have found that it doesn't. It doesn't work because you you've got the big blueprint board. And then your own personal park and then your park at that point. And then you can build on your park. You can have up to four tiles with your park. And then on the blueprint board, there's just so many tiny pieces that you have to keep track of. And then if everyone is getting all those tiny pieces, you know, it's deceptive. That one's a small box, but not a small footprint. Right. Definitely not. Great, great way to end this discussion this chat of ours yeah. i think we have to go because we have to go get kitty supplies and then get a brand new kitty welcome our new kitty don't forget you can always follow us at game closet chats on twitter and if you're listening to us on anchor you can favorite us make sure you always know when we post when do we post wednesdays and saturdays wednesdays and saturdays my name is adam and i'm bianca and tiger's here giving herself a bath we'll see y'all next time <laughs>